Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to a special episode of The Staredown. It's our pre-US Open episode. We're just going to do a quick little hitter. As a standard tradition maintains in the US Open, we have a threesome tonight. Uh, teeing off from Columbus, Ohio, your host, Sean Carpenter. From Naples, Florida, on the road, Bill Risser. And from coming Georgia, Todd Meininger. Good evening, boys. I'll start with you, as always, Bill. How are you? Doing good. Just watched a, a, a nice lady walk past my window here <laughs> in my hotel room. I might want to draw the curtains. That's all right. Um, maybe it's like, I feel like I'm in a radio studio where they, they have the, uh, you yes, know, the fans to watch this show. Yeah. So I'll let you know if we get some stare down fans that uh, decide to watch. So I'm, I'm on the road in uh, Lee County, Collier's County, talking to realtors, uh, presented at a couple of associations, just trying to spread the word, just trying to take uh, the message of Sean and get it to more people. Nice. Now, will you have a, a, a full day tomorrow? Will you be able to sneak out to maybe a local uh, watering hole and watch some golf? So, let's see. Who listens to this show? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, here's the deal. Uh, my only appointment canceled. Uh, I am staying the night tonight. I will find a place to camp out and work for five or six hours, watch the U.S. Open, then drive home. So, okay. Very yeah, good. Thanks. Good. <laughs> We now return to our regularly scheduled program, already in progress, in case you didn't hear the last part of there. Bill decides exactly. to edit it out during his, uh, his editing. Uh, Todd, how are you today, bud? I'm doing great. Um, is it full coverage uh, starting early for the U.S. Open tomorrow? You know, I, I don't know off the top of my head. I usually ESPN has covered it in the past. The first tee times go Fox. off at six. six yeah. That's right. Uh, so I, Fox may have it on MS1 then. Um, you know, cause they do have that extra channel now. Yeah. Um, I'll check it out. I'll look while you're talking. Yeah. Cause I don't know that they partner with golf channel, um, during it, but, uh, Ryan, do you know if it's full coverage tomorrow? They should, they show the whole day. Um, so, uh, we'll have to find that out. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking me dad? I don't want to be on your podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Too late. So, on. Yeah. Too late. But I'm not sure Todd. So that's a good question, but we'll, uh, Great thing about the uh, digital devices and the and you know Fox and and Golf Channel and, and you know we'll probably be able to find it somewhere right you'll be able to stay updated and uh, they do a pretty good job keeping it up to date. So as we said, guys, the 118th U.S. Open is kicking off tomorrow. Uh, we have uh, a lot of interest in it because it's what we do here on the Stare Down is talk about sports and it is the kind of the spotlight event, uh, fitting that the basketball and hockey are done because it really puts all the eyes on this on this great championship at a course that's hosted. I believe this will be the sixth sixth time. Uh, hosting the U.S. Open uh, three in recent years. Uh, Raymond Floyd, K Corey Pavin, and Retief Goosen are your three winners at this course. This is one of the oldest courses in America uh, out on Long Island. Mm. Uh, Todd, I know we'll talk about later, but a lot of congestion now uh, and, and worries about people getting to the tournament, uh, players especially, um, getting to their tee times. As we said, the tee times kick off tomorrow, 6.45 a.m. Now, this course is way, way out on the tip of Long Island. So obviously the sunshine won't be an issue. Uh, and unlike, you know, us here in the Midwest, I mean, Todd, you're almost right underneath Columbus mm -hmm. and Bill, you're kind of right on that same, you know, we will have daylight this week until about nine ten. you know, I mean, the sundown, I think officially is 
maybe 903, 904 this week. Um, longest day of the year is coming up next week. So one, one week from tomorrow. Um, so 645 AM, we'll go through some spotlight groups here in just a second. Um, but what, what's your feeling going into the, uh, going into this week, but what are you, what are you hearing? What are you reading? Uh, any, any stories jump out to you? Why? Well, I just think Phil Mickelson's awesome for what he did to Tiger with the yacht. That's awesome. Right. Did you hear that? No, I, I heard about the yacht, but what does Phil have to do with it? Phil rented a bigger yacht and parked oh. it near Tiger's. <laughs> So, he doesn't own it but he's sleeping on a bigger yacht i just thought that was great that's, that's funny so phil isn't it they, they need to do a video or a, a, a instagram video like like a uh lake cumberland you know where all the boats are tied up together and they're all sitting around uh, in the inner tubes drinking uh that'd yeah. be a that'd be a funny it, picture it'd be it'd be funny so uh, so that's cool uh you know i think I, we talked about this a little bit already i really feel that um it's gonna be it'll be uh, fun to watch the older generation, the, the, the Tigers and the Phils. And you know, we'll put Henrik Stenson in that group, who's still a really solid player. And I'll tell you what, you know, Justin Rose doesn't count as one of the new guard, right? He's right in that middle. He's like a transitional guy. Against how can Rory, JT, Dustin, Jordan do? Um, because every one of those four, and Jason Day, each one of those people has been given, has been anointed, right, as the newest, you know, yeah. Tiger. And and star. Each, each one of them stumbled major stumbles, like missing multiple cuts in a month kind of stuff mm. where you remember tiger went a hundred and how many events without missing a cut, right? Mm. Years, five years without missing yeah, a cut. 191 events or something. Oh, oh that's yeah. like seven years. So that's incredible that, uh, uh, so, so what's it going to be? So I'm really excited to see how that shakes out, who steps up. Uh, I can't wait. It's, it really is so much fun this, this upcoming weekend. And it, it caps off with father's day. And all of us get the hall pass to do whatever the hell we want, which means spend the entire day in front of the television getting waited on. It's the best. Yeah, it really is an awesome time. Todd, what are you looking forward to most about this week? Um, Sean, you, you teased it and Bill brought up Phil. Um, God, what an advantage to just have made so much money uh, in golf that you could just rent a bigger boat than Tiger Woods' <laughs> $20 million yacht, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but advantage, those guys uh, – I'm reading stories and Sean will go more into it, but um, you know, up to three hours for the guys coming in to get, get to the course. Um, and you know, they're not going to miss their tee time. So you may have guys teeing off at eight, getting there at five. <laughs> so yeah. that's going to be interesting. Um, I, so help me out guys. If I remember correctly, Brooks Kepko is a relative, relatively unknown, right? He came a little bit uh, from, 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 from out of nowhere. Um, he certainly wasn't unheard of, but, I guess I'm looking for this week. One of the um, big boys, the big traditional boys. names are gonna are gonna are gonna go ahead and win. So I'm interested to see what that final, you know, five, ten, first ten spots look like. I, I think it's gonna be pretty star studded. Um, these guys are obviously circled this one on the calendar, right? Your your country's Open Championship. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree on that. It's it's you know the the last ten, the last uh, seven winners have come from inside the top ten in world rankings the last seven years. That includes um, Kepka. Was that good? Last correct. Time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so let's go through some of the spotlight groups. I'm just going to scroll through and uh, you know, just kind of call some attention. We'll just get some thoughts on that. As I said, they go off both sides of, of one in 10 in, uh, in threesomes in the U S open uh, Harold Varner, Scott Stallings were shot six forty five AM out of long Island. Mm. Uh, but the, the kind of the first big name group you see uh, 729 on the front. It's Louis Oosthuizen, Jimmy Walker, and Justin Rose, all winners of at least one major. Uh, Oosthuizen winning the Open Championship, Jimmy Walker, PGA, and Justin Rose, the U.S. Open at Marion. Uh, that's a pretty solid group. Uh, 
British, South African, and United States. Uh, following them up on the first tee uh, at 7.40 a.m., Bub, Jason Day, and Brooks Kepka. That's a big hitters group right there. That's a yeah. beefy. Oof. Uh, that, that's a big hitter group right there. In front, um, following a not-so-big hitting group, to be quite Yeah, honest. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shrek, Shrek can get the ball out there, but yeah. and, and Rose, you know, but, but you're right, in comparison. Right. Um, I think they're all probably a little bit sh- shorter. Um, following that group uh, is the British uh, triumvirate, Terrell Hatton, Danny Willett, and Ian Poulter. Um, hmm. US, US Open, they always kind of pair up some interesting groups, but they, uh, interesting that they, they have a lot of people split up between the countries, but those guys – um, and then on the back nine, we start a little run of some big names. Uh, Zach Johnson, Carl, Charles Schwartzel, and Patrick Reed, three Masters champions, mm-hmm. uh, head off uh, 751. Following that group, uh, Rory, Jordan, and Phil. Mm. And they usually try and sp- pack the, the star groups with two other groups on each side of it so you can kind of get in position and see uh, three groups. Following that group uh, on the back nine is another uh, pretty good group. Hideki Matsuyama, Mark Leishman, and Ricky Fowler. Yeah. Yep. All, all potential winners right yep. there too. Yep. And then, you know, in the meantime, opposite of those guys on the on number one tee is Bryson DeChambeau, Matthew Fitzpatrick, a, a two-time Ryder Cupper for, for Europe, uh, and Matt Kuchar. Um, so that's kind of your morning uh, star-studded group. Uh, and then let's slide down to the afternoon. Uh, the afternoon groups start at 1230. Um, and really the By the day- way, before you give those, let me give you the, the, the television schedule. Uh, Fox Sports one from nine thirty to four thirty tomorrow, and then it jumps over to Fox from four thirty to seven thirty. Beautiful. How good's that? And then ten a.m. Uh, on Friday up till seven thirty p.m. again on Friday. So that's okay. That's some great coverage. And then you'll have wall to wall. Yeah, on the weekends you'll get to see all the morning guys go out and play there almost their whole round. Yeah, Saturday eleven a eleven a.m. to seven thirty on Saturday, ten a.m. to seven p.m. on Sunday. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so some of your afternoon groups of, of, of note, uh, what I'm calling the gladiator group, uh, Sergio Cabrera Bayo. All the Spaniards, the, right? The, the gladiator group. Cause it's the Spaniard, right? They call him the Spaniard. Um, maybe the matadors, see. maybe the matadors. Not yeah. The right. The matadors. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, Francisco Molinari and Alex Norin, a nice, uh, Ryder cup preview team. Uh, England, Sweden, and watch out uh, for Fleetwood. Italy, watch out for Fleetwood. Tommy. Yeah, a lot. A lot of people that I'm listening to are saying that Molinari yeah. might be a good, good pick as well. Fleetwood finished um, fourth last year, and yep. he's a Lynx player, so he is. Um, here's here's your uh, nondescript U.S. Open winners group: Lucas Glover, Webb Simpson, Graham McDowell. Um, <laughs> very nice. Hey, Bill, is this considered a Lynx style course? You yes. Oh, big time. It is very okay. much. Yes, very much so. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, how about this group, Bill? Uh, this, these, this, these are guys from our, I say our generation, but okay, Ernie, er, Ernie Els, Steve Stricker, and Jim Furyk. I'll jump wow. in that pool. I'll jump yeah, in that pool. Wow. That's, that, that's a, a, a nice. Stricker, you know, playing on a senior tour, so that's great. And Ernie, yeah. Ernie and, and uh, Furyk there shortly. <laughs> and some reports on Golf Channel, uh, Furyk um, in practice rounds, unable to get to the fairway on hole number nine. Yeah. Mm. Wow. You know, it, it's a very difficult uphill long hole over long, all native, yep. native fescue so uh, what does he do lay up to the ladies tee box <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure i guess he just hit it you know i'm sure i'm sure he's i'm sure he's got a strategy yeah um, wow you know but he's gonna have to just try and kill it and that's that usually leads to usually not good things but bad right yeah. right um some other big groups in the afternoon which i'll obviously be in primetime tv coverage uh stenson adam scott martin keimer um and then you've got a group of uh uh 
some of the bigger names go out later in the day. Um, where's Tiger at? Tiger is at oh Justin, Dustin, and Tiger Woods. Uh, just wow. JT, DJ, and TW. Wow. Um, yeah. What so, is what is that gallery going to look like? Oh my god. Yeah. So you know the group in front of those guys. You have uh, let's see, Cameron Smith, Kyle Stanley, Pat Perez, and the group behind those guys is Hatong Lee, Siwoo Kim, and Appy Barnrat. So they are really, oh, they are, an Asian those, group. An Asian those two groups, <laughs> yeah, those two groups will be a lot of movement in those two groups uh, oh, with people boy. coming and going, right? Yeah. What are six it, golfers that hate life, Alex? Exactly. <laughs> so we're playing Jeopardy. Yeah, it's on right now, yeah. by the way. <laughs> so let's, let me go through some odds that I looked up, guys. I'm not a gambling guy, but I did look up some odds. Do uh, we have a gambler guy on the show that can help us with this stuff? Yeah, I, I think we do. Oh, okay, um, good, good, good. Yeah. It's Shay, um, but he's not on the call right now. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I'll be honest, I actually uh, texted earlier in the day uh, one of my buddies to, who, who I know is a gambling guy and, and put some money on the, on the wagers on golf. He usually bets nice. the, uh, the, the make the weekend um, yeah. there's some good prop bets and, and top tens but anyone want to take a guess who the favorite is it's, it's, it's gotta be dj right D- dj right. is number one player in the world he is uh listen to this he's a plus 800 or an eight to one favorite um i what i asked my buddy is what does plus 800 yeah, mean so you if you bet, bet 800 bet a, right no you bet 100 you win 800 oh, if it was minus word. if it was yeah if it was minus 800 gotcha. it would be so if you it's plus 800 so it means you bet a hundred dollars you and DJ wins. You Can't get we just call that eight to one? Yeah, eight to one. Okay. But yeah, but <laughs> but right. I I don't know why they do the plus one. Yeah. Instead of just putting eight to, eight to one. But interesting fact, guys. Um, going into the FedEx, DJ was plus eleven hundred. Wow. So his win yeah. made him even more of a favorite. You know, much like Justify winning the first race makes him yeah. a better favorite in the Preakness. Um, behind him, J- uh, JT, you, right? you have Rose, JT, and Rory at fourteen hundred. 14 to one. Okay. Jason day, 16 to one. Fowler's got to be in there somewhere. Rom Spieth and Fowler, yeah. 18 to one. Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, 2,200 plus 2,200 or 22 to one. And Kepka, 2,500 to one. And then Phil right behind him at 2,700. So um, that's your guys, DJ Rose, JT, Rory, day, Rom Spieth, Fowler, Woods, Kepka. Uh, those are your top favorites. Now of that group, every one of that group I just named, these six players have a chance to leave the weekend as the number one ranked golfer in the world. DJ, obviously, JT, JT. R- Rose, Spieth, Rom, and Rory. All six of those guys has a chance to, depending on how things fall out. All right. So obviously, uh, probably Rom and Rory. Not only would they have to win, and DJ would probably have to finish. You know, maybe miss the cut or something like that. But six players going into the week have a chance to emerge as the number one ranked player. Let me ask for some advice from the two of you. I, in my fantasy golf league, which I've been a member of for like 15 years, I have to choose six players. Right. Do, do I just take those six? If I, I, I think they're all available. I have not used them uh, the three times. Once you use them three times, they're, they're done. I've got all six of those available. What do I do? <laughs> just go well, chalk. <laughs> well, I, I don't think chalk's going to hold. There's always it someone. Does. That, it never yeah. does. But how do you pick who's going to miss it? That's what gambling's all about, right, Todd? So it makes it fun. Um, off the top of my head, I would I would eliminate Rom and maybe throw in Fowler. I think huh. I swear Fowler's due to win. It's just got to happen. I, I mean, got this Fleetwood uh, thing eating at me. I'm going to dump somebody for Fleetwood for sure. I'm going to play Tommy Fleetwood. So 
Yeah, you'll, you know that way as you're watching it this weekend. You'll, you can laugh or go, wow, look at yeah. Bill go. Yeah. Fleet, Fleetwood is, pl- is plus 4,000. Okay. Right? So, but, uh, yeah. Right. He is uh, behind DeChambeau. He's behind Stenson, Matsuyama, um, Bra- Brandon Grace. He's behind Brandon Grace. Wow. Um, yeah. In fact, Brandon Grace is the – yeah. remember I said Kepka and then Mickelson was right behind him at 2,800? Uh, Grace is the next one. You know, Grace has, I think, had th- three top fives in the U.S. Open in the last four years. Yeah, the experts um, on the uh, uh, PGA Tour site that, you know, pick the fantasy players and do all that stuff, they, there's a ton of love for Brandon Grace in there. So yeah. they, they like him a lot. So let's talk some dark horses then, guys. And, and you guys maybe t- tell me some names. But dark horses I'm going to look at based on this uh, – odds I'm saying would be kind of plus 5,000 or more, right? Hmm. Uh, so Reed is just under that. Uh, Fleetwood just under that. DeChambeau just under that. So Leishman down. Um, the the biggest underdog on the list is a guy named <laughs> Sulman Raza at two 200,000 to one. <laughs> hey. Actually, there's about tw- uh, 10 guys. At, are, they, are they amateurs? A lot of those are amateurs, right? I don't know, Sebastian Vasquez, Rhett Rasmussen, no, no names you've ever heard. Okay. Hey, Sean, if you dig deep in the vault a year ago, I believe, and Bill, correct me if, I mean, verify this, remember, I think Sean picked Leishman to win the U.S. Open last year. I did. Because I remember you and I were so surprised. You're like, that's your first pick? I think we did like oh, yeah. three picks or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm surprised Leishman's that low. He's, uh, he finished second at, um, in Texas a little um, couple well, weeks he's ago. A, he's a great player. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised he's over five thousand to one. To uh, yeah, he's uh, he's five thousand. You know, so oh, he's right. he's right there. You know, he's you know, but if you look at this list, he's you know, he's the twentieth name on the list. So, um, and and you know, of all the tournaments, the U.S. Open has you know once again Lucas Glover, um, you know, uh, Lee Jansen twice, Steve Jones. I mean, there are some some winners of this tournament that. Uh, you know, sometimes it's just that guy who hits the ball down the fairway and makes putts and doesn't do anything crazy. Um, which while we're talking about, let's, let's just talk about some, some different, uh, I guess you call them prop bets. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will ask you winning score par 70. Now this, let me just set up the course. It's a par 70, which means only two par fives and it's 7,440, <laughs> 7,440 yards at sea level. At sea level with, with wind, with wind, and oh. only two par fives to take advantage of. Oh. The over under on the winning score is two seventy five. So they're saying the winner is going to be five four over. under or five under, four, four five. under or five under, five under. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, what do you think about that number? Do you think, Bill, that someone goes lower than that? I I, I would bet the under. I, I boy, I don't know. Um, I guess I guess the USGA made been a big mistake in two thousand four. They let the course get away from them. They couldn't, they couldn't catch it, right? They couldn't get it back to right. conditions. So I'll say they err on the side of caution, and you're probably right. I think the score could go lower than five under. Yeah. Yep. Right. Well, you're betting the under, does that mean under 275? <laughs> yeah, I would say under 275, correct. So you're yeah. thinking it's going to be minus three, minus four instead no, of No, no. Minus so six, if, minus seven. If you, if you shoot par every day, Todd, your, your final score would be 280. And the over-under is 275. So um, I flipped it. I got gotcha. you. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah. So two, my yeah. mental block there. Yep. Okay. So in other words, they're saying the you know, the, the winner's going to be, you know, how good these guys are. So it's going to be like a three under or a four under, or four under or five under. I agree hundred percent with you guys. I think it's going to be about eight, seven, eight, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a challenge. Uh, cut line is 145. So they're saying it's going to be right between that plus five, plus six, well, that's uh, a which tough makes call. sense. Cause if you do, yeah. if you do the 10, if you do the 10 shot rule, 
Um, yeah, I now, touch here, here's the here's here's where the numbers start getting interesting as far as do you find that plotter who's going to shoot a 69, 69, 68, 69, or a 74, 66? The lowest single round prop bet mm. is over under 65 and a half. Ooh, I was going to say 66. Yeah. So does someone throw a 65 up there? Yes. I'd go, I'd go under just for the 65. Yeah. I think someone shoots a 65 Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Always That's happens. A, what Always a great happens. line, though. What Interesting, great... though. You know, I saw on the, on the crawl of Golf Channel tonight – the lowest round ever shot in U.S. Open, 65, been done six times, mm. every, every time in the final round. Get out. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that amazing? So it's just probably some guy going out early in the day who throws a number up. That, and, is, that, is that a Shinnecock or is that? That was in U.S. Open history. Like what? all, yeah. That, that, really? Unless I misread that going across the scroll. Yeah, but it, was, it, it talk, could have been Shinnecock. Because you think somewhere in the U.S. Open some what did Johnny Miller's? Where Johnny Miller shoot a sixty? I thought he shot a sixty-three. Oh, that's true. He shot sixty-three at Oakmont. Yeah. Yeah. Must so be. That, must be. Uh, it could be Shinnecock, which makes sense. Yeah. It's still a still an interesting stat, though. I mean, tough track. Yeah. yeah. In yeah, sixteen so, rounds in the U.S. Open, but it's, and it's always been in the last round. That's what's that's wow. what's amazing. Um, will yeah, there be a Will there be a hole in one? Uh, yes, one minus one hundred five. No, minus one fifteen. Yeah, that's always fifty-fifty mm-hmm. prop bet. So. Uh, will there be a playoff? Now, that's interesting, guys. Let's pause here. Playoff is now a, a two-hole. No, it's a two-hole playoff this yeah. year. First time ever. Two-hole okay, aggregate so, score. Yeah, and, and then they go one, 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 one until yep. no. Yeah, I guess then they'd go. Yeah, then they go one, one, one. Yep. Yes, and and right now it's they're scheduled to play the seventeenth hole, par three, and the eighteenth hole, par four. Um, a lot did of people you, com- complaining saying it should be two par fours. So yeah. you just, you know, but 17 apart three. Did it you is. hear that? Uh, I think it was Spieth and uh, maybe JT didn't know they changed that rule. Yeah. Oh, no. At the, at the press conference, they had no idea. They had, really? It's not a full day? <laughs> I was like, okay. Hey, yeah. So it used to be eight, like when Rocco uh, lost to Tiger. That was a full day, right? 10 years ago. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's how it's always been. And, um, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I think the PGA Tour. Uh, or the USGA, you know, they want to finish it on Sunday. They want to finish it when everybody's watching. They want to finish it, you know, uh, you know to bring back Todd or Bill. You were at the US Open oh. uh, so, on yeah. Sunday, but did you stick around for Monday? We did. We've changed our plan. So here's I didn't have tickets for a playoff. We didn't have the full week. I had purchased tickets for a Saturday. Sunday, Sunday. only. Okay. Yeah. In fact, I had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I gave Thursday and Friday to people in San Diego because we were still in Phoenix. I kept the Saturday and Sunday, you know, four tickets. So me and Kevin, his friend Logan, and we gave us something else, a ticket, but we showed up for Saturday and Sunday. Um, and here it is, you know, we're sitting on the 18th green. We see Tiger make the putt. It's, we're going nuts. In my mind, I'm going, oh, crap, there's an 18-hole playoff tomorrow, <laughs> and I don't have tickets. What are we going to do? I've got two 16-year-old kids, <clears throat> right? Uh, were they 16? 15. And uh, I said, so as we were walking from 18 down the 18th fairway, down the 9th fairway, around the 11th hole down to the parking area where the buses would bus us 20 miles back to Qualcomm stadium. Cause that's where you park. Right. We uh, acquired three tickets on the way because nice. there were people that had the full strip flights. Yeah. flights. yeah. And so it was 20 bucks here. One guy wanted 40, fine, whatever. And you know, I just picked up the tickets before we got to the buses. So by the time that's we got awesome. there, yeah. And then we did the same thing. We got there early in the morning at Qualcomm on Monday, we rode the bus up almost empty. It wasn't near as full. Uh, and then, you know, plotted out a strategy and how we were going to be part of a massive gallery that was going to follow two guys. Yeah, two guys on the entire course. course. Yeah, it's crazy. You, you think if there's a bitter bone in Rocco's body, he's saying, why didn't I get a two-hole chance to beat Tiger instead of a full 18? <laughs> I mean, Maybe. I don't know what they ended up that day. I don't know what the... the, the oh, know. on 18, they, they tied Todd. 
They went to no, a no, no. I meant hole. when they went. Oh, they went extra holes on, on the top on the on the Monday. On the they Monday. went extra wow. holes. Wow! 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 Okay. <laughs> Tiger had to birdie eighteen to tie him again, but wow. he was, it was a two putt birdie that time. So then free they went, golf, free golf times too, right? Then they went yes. out. They went out. They played number seven, which is a really tough dog leg to the right. Um, I remember we, we were watching from the 18th grandstand at my binoculars. You could see the crowd doing a bunch of stuff down at the grandstand. Rocco's shot went way left. Yeah. Tiger, Tiger hit it up near the green. He, he got up and down easily or two putted and Rocco couldn't get up and down to, so it was a part and a bogey. Yeah. Rocco had a smile on his face, didn't said all the right things at that oh, time. I was did. like, we're was never going to see him contend again. Oh, I mean, that, yeah. was, that was his shot at history, right? He was in his forties. I mean, he was yeah. uh, yeah. forties. Yeah. So. Well-loved player too. And, you know, yeah. just a, a good guy. Um, so will there be a playoff plus 300? No, minus 400. Um, you know, the, the talk about the playoff bill with the par three, it's interesting. So if let's say someone does throw up a 65 that, you know, that plays three hours before the leaders, mm. um, they got to then come out, uh, assuming let's say the, 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 the other person they tie with is in the last group just gets off the course and, you know, gets to go right to this 17th hole. They just played um, it. What's the light, you know, what's the likelihood that guy's going to go out and, you know, Stripe, well, stripe one off the you know now of course he'll be on the driving range for a couple of hours. i was gonna say i'm hitting nothing but that iron exactly <laughs> why, why would you hit he'll else? know he'll know you'd, right? you'd hit 100 of the irons you hit on that hole when you shot 65 yeah <laughs> rest of, the rest of the prop bets i'm sh- i'm showing right here are all tiger woods related will tiger woods make the cut will he lead after the opening round will he finish inside the top five let's answer some of those sean what okay no way he leads after the opening round no way yeah does he all make right. the cut i think so 20, 20 25 to one odds on that leading after the first round i would say no i wouldn't take that but what's the odds to make the cut odds to make the cut uh yes minus 400 no plus 300 yeah so he's favored to make the cut which makes sense correct uh, yeah so i would say yes he makes the cut yeah um inside the top five i would say if he doesn't win he doesn't finish inside the top five no Mm. i I bet no on that one i bet that's minus 800 what is it that is a uh, a no is minus 650 650, Uh, a yes is plus 450 in the top five and inside the top 10 it goes down to 275, no, 225, yes. Yeah, that's right what they're thinking. Um, uh, top 20, once again, uh, top 20, much closer. What do they have here? And, what about, so we saw winning the tournament was plus 2,000, or yeah. Yeah. Over oh, 20 to yeah. 1. Okay. No, he was, uh, he was 22 to 1. Oh, 22 yeah. to 1. Yeah. Now, here's, here's two more on, on this list. Um, will Woods hit the fairway with his opening tee shot? No <laughs> way. No way. I'll I mean, slide bet you yes on that, Bill. Oh, my no, God. He, no is plus 115. Yes is minus 135. How many times, Sean, have you – I'm thinking of a British Open. Tiger blows it right, loses a ball in the rough. He has to tee from the tee. That's the but old Tiger. It's at, the new Tiger. At Torrey, I think four out of the five rounds, he missed the fairway on one. <laughs> he double bogeyed the first hole in that tournament. The one he – Sean, t- you want to keep track of side bets? We, we have a Bill. <laughs> exactly. Tiger head-to-head side bet. Now, here's, here's the last one they have on the board here, and then we'll move on. Uh, lowest completed round by Woods. Uh, over, under is 69. Oh, under. Low, yeah, under. He'll shoot a 68. He'll have a day. He'll have a day. Come on. I, do, do you I think? agree. It'll probably be Friday. He'll probably struggle on Thursday and get, in, get into the hunt on Friday with low yeah. round. I think, he has, I, I think he has a day like he has the last couple of weeks. I think he has a Friday and Saturday where people come up the golf course and people chime in and saying, what's Tiger doing? What's Tiger doing? And he makes a little run, and uh, it's all, it's all going to depend on the putter. It really is. It's interesting. Interesting. Uh, I was listening to the, uh, the shack house, a great podcast with uh, Jeff Shackelford from uh, golf channel and golf uh, digest, I believe, or maybe golf magazine and uh, Joe house, his buddy uh, who has the house of carbs podcast. Um, 
a lot of the guys, DJ, Tiger, Rory, all took side trips to Shinnecock, played practice rounds, and did not putt a single ball because the greens were slower and they did not want to uh, practice on the undulating greens at the wrong speed because they didn't want to get in their heads with the breaks because they say, you know, when the greens go from a, a 10 to a 13, let's say, the break is an extra two to three inches. You're talking about the stint meter, right, Sean? Yes, yes. That, and that stint meter would be a good question stint, on HQ, right? right? No, stint. Stint. I said yes. stint. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. stint. Have you, have you ever seen a stint meter? You've seen it, Sean. I right? have, yeah. Yep. So, Todd, let me explain what a stint meter is, right? I, I'm going I'm to – on the numbers, I'm just going to kind of guess. But the third, imagine a 30-inch long track, right? And, and then um, they, they try to find a level spot, a relatively level spot on the green. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll, they'll then put the ball on the, on the stint meter at the top. And as they raise it, when they get to a certain angle, the ball will fall off because the little lip, it will just roll over. So it's always at the same exact height. The ball is then released. It runs down the track and runs out. They'll measure the distance it goes in feet. And then they'll do it from the other side, the exact same way back. They'll average the two. And if it rolled 13 and a half feet this way and 12 and a half feet that way, the stint 13. 13, yeah. It's yeah, a really little, interesting little gadget, you know. Yeah, little known fact, Sean knows, I actually, for a minute, literally a minute of my life, I was, I was a greenskeeper. At oh, the you Champions, know about that then? Yeah, at the Champions Golf Course in, um, outside of Lexington, Kentucky. The only reason I do kind of know about that is they hosted, while I worked there, the U.S. Senior Amateur Open. Um, wow. So that was, that was pretty cool. That how, was, did, yeah. how did, how did uh, Mrs. Green do <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> How did Mrs. Green do? Oh, Mrs. Green. I, no. <laughs> She's lean and mean and not too <laughs> firm in between. Too, Let me just say, this is old. This is an old Southern um, little country club. Um, we were allowed to play on Mondays or Tuesdays. I can't remember, but it was from like one to four. In the pool, <laughs> in the pool from 11 to 12. Actually allowed to play. And you were not as a greenkeeper. You wouldn't even allowed to look at it. The only reason you could open your mouth is if they asked you a question or addressed you. Nice. So, they, that you was were, like instant, instant firing. If you were like, Hey, what time is it, sir? You know, you'd be, you'd be killed. You'd yeah. Be nice. You know, what's funny is Bill, when you watch the, uh, the setting up, you know, I remember watching the guys at the uh, U.S. Senior Open when Sayada hosted the last time uh, when Dale Douglas won it. Um, and you watch the guys from the U.S. Open coming about a week before, and they and they got the stint meter out, and they're looking at all the different places to determine whether the pin placements are going to be too much problems. And it's not so much that it's a difficult shot, it's that it, it's going to slow up play if everybody's three-putting yeah. and marking balls and things like that. So, Yeah, yeah I, I, I got to see him do that at the Masters. And we might have talked about this before, but I'll never forget standing behind the eighth hole. This is on a Saturday. So the pin on Saturday at the Masters is back left. Remember, you know, it's, it's yep. kind of in the back. So I'm standing there watching these guys, and they're all, they're all members. They're all the green jackets. They're all on the committee. And they're trying to – this is the morning of the event. They're trying to actually put it in the spot it's going to be. They, they, uh, they're, so they're, they're, they haven't pre-selected. They actually one – guy, one guy's got a putter, and then this really old member in his 90s had an old putter, and he would roll a couple putts, and no one, everyone ignored him. He was just kind of on the <laughs> But they would then pinpoint the spot, and then the greenskeeper would be right there, and in the pin went. You know, it was very fun to watch him set that up. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so a couple uh, things. Let's talk about dark horses. Um, I'm going to throw three names out at you and let you guys maybe uh, come up with dark horses, and I'll, I'll just double-check those, those odds So if you're naming a, someone that's not really a dark horse. Uh, but I went someone over that 5,000 number, right, over, over that 50 to 1. Um, so my three names I'm going to throw out, uh, and this one I'm rooting for. So – I know a lot of people might not say it's a dark horse, but once again, over 50 to one, uh, Matt Kuchar, um, mm. just got the game and the, and the, and the patience, I think to win the U S open, um, Brant Snedeker, mm. uh, mm. 
absolutely wonderful short game. Uh, the U.S. Open, I think, demands short game, especially a course like this where I probably a lot of greens missed right around the green. You know, you're either up against the collar, you're in that thick wrap off the green. Uh, Snedeker just seems to me like a great guy. Once again, great attitude. People love him. Uh, and I'm going to go, going to go across the pond on this one. This is like a Mark Leishman pick. Uh, but when he plays good this weekend, you guys are going to say, how'd Carp know that? Uh, Russell Knox. Mm, okay. Russell Knox. So, Bill, Todd, throw out, throw out a couple names of someone that we, we'll be able to look back and say, gosh, remember on Wednesday night when they picked that guy? I, I love your first two. Um, how Coo- like Coach and Snedeker, yep. And Snedeker, you know why I love Snedeker? Why I originally loved him is he plays so quickly. He doesn't yes. mess around. And I, I just love that. Um, and you also mentioned him, even though you only wanted to mention three. I mean, Leishman at plus 5,000 has to be yep. the number okay. one uh, dark horse. Um, I would, if you would have asked me, I would have said he would have been more like plus 2,000, plus 2,200. Um, yeah. Not sure why, but I, I like your first two, and I'd throw in Leishman. Okay. I'll, I'll go with Molinari. You mentioned him. I think I like that. Uh, okay. He's uh, 6,000, 60 okay. to 1. Um, how about – where's Cabrera Bello? He's probably higher than that. Uh, yeah, he is. He's a he's plus he's hundred to one, so that's a good Ooh. that's a good dark horse right there. Yeah, he's right. He, he he's the same as Snedeker. Okay, and then um, I just I like this guy a lot. Uh, I, I might have burned up all my I can't use him in my league, but I like Tony Finau. I just yeah. like that guy. He's a likable yeah. guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Finau is a sixty-six to one, so wow, he's so he's, he's kind of yeah right there, same as Bubba. Um, yeah. Which which leads me to my next pick, uh, a star most likely to miss the cut, and I'm going to go with Bubba. Um, although he did miss it last year in Aaron Hills. So I don't know if he um, – I just think the U.S. Open, the, the thick native grass, uh, it can get to these guys. And he's a guy that, you know, if he starts hitting the ball all over, all over the yard, um, it won't take long for his attitude to, to, to hurt him. So I'm going to go with Bubba as my, as my big name to miss the cut. I'm going to go with um, – even though he may not be a big name, but – Boy, Danny Willett has done nothing since he won the Masters. So <laughs> that, that doesn't really, count. That doesn't I agree. Count I agree. Good. That was a little um, For some reason, I think Sergio's slumping. I think he's going to have, have trouble. Um, and as much as I love him, he's my guy, and I hope I'm wrong, but um, I just wonder if, uh, if Phil's uh, looking to Pebble Beach to get the monkey off his back next year. Bill, you sent that to yeah. us. Yeah. What, what a great story that would be. A 49-year-old Mickelson wins oh. a career Grand Slam in a course that he loves to play and and yeah, yeah. So I'll just throw that out there. Yeah, so much pressure on on Phil to, this week, uh, especially you know coming out of, of the gates with a decent round tomorrow, because uh, you know, gosh, how many times can he answer the questions, right? I mean, right. you know, do you want to win this hey. one, Phil? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Paul Casey on mine. Okay, just a thought. Yeah, as, as he, a, uh, good, a good player who's oh, gonna miss the cut. Yeah, who who'd you say though? I missed it. Paul Casey. ASU grad, yeah. Paul Casey. Yeah, and, and Paul Casey's a f- uh, 50 to 1 odds. So he's right there on that, on that line with Leishman uh, and Cooch. So. Hey, we went over. We went over our time. We did, yeah. And so going back to uh, what's Phil, new? <laughs> real quick, uh, he can say to Tiger, my yacht's bigger than yours this week. So. <laughs> hey, I want to throw this out there before we hang up. Anyone, for you two especially, a couple of names to watch at the PGA Professionals Championship. It's going on at Fort Ord this weekend, Sean, uh, at the uh, Bayonet and Black Horse course, right? Okay. Uh, this is, you know, this event, this is the top 314 PGA professionals around the country. I do. Uh, they're, they're playing, uh, there's two cuts that happen, Todd, and mm-hmm. the top 20 out of this tournament gets spots in the PGA championship, right? Oh, wow, nice. That's why there's always, that's why they always have 20 there, local yeah. guys. Yeah. So uh, two people are playing that well, I know very well, at least I know their dads. Dylan Malafronte is nice. uh, playing and Anthony is caddying for him. 
Oh, very cool. (laughs) So he flew out today to caddy. And then Alan Shear, the head pro at Steel Canyon, I got Alan his job at Steel Canyon 20 years ago in the cart barn when I was working for the Padres. Wow. He's now the head pro there. He's playing in his third PGA Professionals Championship. So uh, two guys to watch for. Uh, It'll be fun. That'll be all over the internet. You can find track their scores. They start playing on Saturday. Yeah, those are the only two guys I'm rooting for. I'll throw out a guy named Bob Sowards. Uh, Sold him a house. Nice. Uh, yeah, he, he and I worked in the uh, in the bag room at Brookside Country Club when I was doing my internship, and he uh, he's actually uh, I believe he won it one year. Um, nice. So, yeah. So he's played in a PGA. He, championship. He, he's played in three PGA championships. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So kind of a neat. I need to you know see that that local local kid oh. uh, uh, do well, right? Yeah, that's awesome. So, so it'll be fun to see if they can pull it off. Guys, I know our techs will be burning up tomorrow. We'll be uh, we'll be chatting. We'll be uh, hopefully see some great golf. Hopefully see a lot of big names on the leaderboard. It's always fun uh, when you start seeing some big names come up there. We got some great groups to watch. Um, so we'll we'll uh, I'm sure have lots to talk about on late Sunday night when we're uh, celebrating Father's Day uh, with hopefully a, a great finish to the U.S. Open. Hey, let's pick a winner real quick before we okay. Go, uh... All right. Go ahead, Sean. You... Well, I, I, I'm going to stick with the same guy I said the other night. Uh, I'm going to go with Justin Rose to win his second. Um, his second U.S. Open. I just like his game. I like coming off that win at Colonial. Uh, he's he's got the mentality, I think, to just stay focused. Uh, he's got a decent short game. Uh, he's got a great short game around the green. Uh, you know, chipping sand shots, uh, and he hits the ball kind of a sneaky long way. So I'm going to go with Justin Rose as my winner. Any change of heart for you, Bill? I am changing. I was thinking Jason Day, but I'm going with El Tigre, Tiger. Oh, Wood. come on! How, can, how come I can't pick him? Just you wants a story, right? You can do whatever you want. It would be amazing. It's 10 years. It's perfect. It's karma. It's the timing. It'll all work. It's perfect. From, from a muni course, you know, where every man can play to the most, one of the most exclusive lockdown private courses in the country. <laughs> I think it's perfect. I like it. Ricky will, Ricky will win one. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, he's usually good for one, one or two blowups and that's why he has a lot of top five finishes. Um, he will win one, but I'm, I'm going to stick with, uh, JT. I think, uh, number two player in the world. I think he wins his second major. All right. So we got JT, we got a Justin, a Justin and a tiger. Um, if I, if I had to pick a second one, I might go with Rory. I just, I love his game. I love his, uh, Swagger when he starts playing good, man, he's hard to beat. I'll yeah. go Fowler, uh, Bill. Who's yeah, your real pick? Yeah, we'll do, Jason we'll do Day. A, Jason we'll Day. Do a, we'll, we'll do a super factor. What's it called when you pick two, Todd? Uh, uh, exacta. A parlay or a, exacta? Yeah. Exacta. Exacta. Right. All right. So let me just write this down. Which Sean, day? Sean, Sean has Rory and Justin. Bill You're has going one t- fake pick, one real pick. Tiger and Tiger and Ricky. Is that what you said? No, Tiger and Jason Day. Tiger and Jason. Tiger Day. and Day. I'm just JT and RF. JT and Ricky Fowler. Yeah. All right. All right, boys, let's, let's enjoy the U.S. Open. We'll talk to you guys on Sunday.